Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. I am your host, Emily, and my husband Chris joins us, joins me actually. Yeah. Every single show, Chris, we are going to be laughing louder, digging deeper, and living larger once yeah. again today. I it's, join you because I want to. Yeah. Not and because I have to. It's good to be back. Just say that mantra over and over again. <laughs> That's why you get paid the big yeah. bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super, <laughs> super benefits. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's good to be back. We're yeah. in January 2024. Can you even believe we made it? We did. We had a great holiday time. And, and Emily, I just think it was almost too long. You know, it, we, we, what is wrong with you? I know, but it's, no it such feels thing. like forever since we've done a That's show. That's like I was breathing a little too much air. No, I know you needed the break and you (laughs) you love the break over the holidays. And so that's what you do. I was just a little too healthy. (laughs) That's what that's like. Freshroadmedia.com. We have a conference coming to Harlan, Iowa. We're also going to be taking marriage type events and living larger in the Lord Jesus Christ called Higher Ground conferences around the country. And our friend Al Robertson and his wife Lisa are going to join us on a handful of these, but it all starts in Harlan, Iowa. But freshroadmedia.com is the place to be. And wherever you're getting this right now, whether it's a podcast, uh, audio only, or whether it's on YouTube or Rumble, we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the show. That'll only help us grow the audience, which is what we're here to do. Yeah. We're here to just proclaim the love of Jesus Christ. And as we do so, we want you to also then participate along. And so every time Emily and I have ever grown a show, it's always been because people just like you listening said, hey, this is fun. This is encouraging. This has some insights. We want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. What's the term that they use like in the business world where they're doing like get get in on the ground level or the ground something like floor. that. Ground, ground floor. Of, yeah. Of the, you know, be no. a part of the foundation. Yes. And you can be like, I be was part of the grassroots to, movement. Yeah, I was no apology when no apology wasn't cool. Yeah, right. I, well, I don't know if no apology <laughs> will ever be cool. <laughs> Probably not. You always, you always give me such a hard time. You always date yourself. I yeah. guess I called uh, a gif, a meme yeah. in a text message. And that was just like so subpar. Well, and what was so funny about it is the gif was actually about a person trying to do something cool and it was a total failure. <laughs> I know. That so you share worse. it following suit, just kind of being a total failure. Yeah. It was funny. It was good. You know, like why it. do we care? I mean, look, we the next segment, the first segment coming up is the granny rant. I mean, if yeah. we don't want to date ourselves, maybe we shouldn't have named it that. Mm. I was like, I yeah. don't know if we should name it that. And everybody's like, no, we love it. Let's it's, let's do that. That's what we want. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you see, but here's, you started it. You started it by calling it that. It's like when it someone a throws a nickname out there and then it just sticks. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, so because that's uh, okay. uh, my, my, my noggin's a little larger than the legs that God gave me. A little. Um, you know, thanks for smoking <laughs> and doing the Jaeger shots during pregnancy, Ma. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I got nicknamed the Great Pumpkin when I was in like seventh grade. Very appropriate, actually. And that stuck on and off all through high yeah. school. Because even today, like and, as and an I adult. I hated that nickname. As an adult, like when you go to the pool or whatever, like your head is very round. I've never seen such a round <laughs> head, like perfectly round in every direction, yeah. you know? Yeah. And if Just it wasn't. a little news. Hey, big shout out side. to Ryan Peterson. He he cuts my hair now. Makes and, it look not so round. Yeah. He actually helps elongate this 
yes. round face. Anyway, he's an artiste. A lot of people are listening audio only. <laughs> Again, we we joke, but uh, you're my people. For that reason alone, I don't look very good on camera. Anywho, you look fabulous. We are going you're to adorable. we are going to do a Bible idiots deep dive, and it's going to kind of be based on the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Mike Shaw is in the building. He'll be joining us a little bit later for right on way off. But we start like we always do. With the granny rant. Here's Emily. And here da, 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 da. we are in 2024. I can't even believe it. But I'm just thinking, you know, New Year, lots of hope out there. People looking at um, New Year's resolutions thinking this year's going to be different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, New Year, and very quickly we all realize, same old world that we live in, right? <laughs> yeah. And it kind of seems like this has been a trend from what I've noticed Things are really falling down. Now, it's really an axiom that, yeah, you're either growing or you're dying, one or the other. There's yeah, no but this like, isn't this didn't come from the space of, oh, those young people get off my lawn or no, I don't like their music. This no, no, is no, no, you're no. seeing things falling down like yes. abnormal for yeah, a society. Exactly. I mean, we're seeing things like squabbles among celebrities, you know, whether they're athletes or musicians or actors, comedians. These highly notable people are acting a lot like the politicians of the 70s, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where they're just back back and forth at each other. And people that are what you would normally think would be pretty like-minded, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, another thing that's going on is just... We've seen the divide in the churches. You know, there's, there's just not a lot of camaraderie among churches, even within the same denomination. Now, this interesting, ever-widening chasm really became evident uh, with the new year when it rolled around. We look back at 2023 and we look at what was going on. What were the trends? What were the highlights? Well, two, or I should say one of the highlights was in the music industry, of course, you don't have to talk about music very long before the name Taylor Swift enters enters, enters the picture, right? Who? Who? <laughs> She's <laughs> everywhere. And uh, it's very interesting, though, at the end of the year when they're counting, counting all the data, they're adding up all the numbers. Um, it was actually Oliver Anthony was the number one person that outsold and was outviewed or outviewed Taylor Swift. Yeah, because Anthony doesn't have anything for sale, I think. Yeah, and it was really, really interesting to see those like polar opposite things both at the top of the heap with the likes of Oliver Anthony actually beating out Taylor Swift because Anthony was, you know, he's just putting music up on videos. He's living off grid with his wife and two kids in a camper. You know what I mean? Don't forget the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Where Taylor Swift has this machine behind her. Right. She was born into a very wealthy family. There was money behind her at that time. And at a very early age, there were people that were ready to push her forward. And yet, this obscure... Oliver Anthony hits with this one thing that's so big that he he's actually he actually beat her. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he beat her? Well, I I don't I think it's because he's touched on something very real and very true that a a lot of humanity can connect with. And that's kind of what music and art and and movies and books. That's what it's all about. Anyway, is connecting with people and trying to strike a chord that will resonate with Yeah, an industry term for that is anchoring with folks. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I like that. Uh, So anyway, that chasm, 
because they're so polar opposite was really just kind of like, I don't even know what the term is. It was just like a picture of what's going on globally, what's going on in in every facet of life. We're have there's just this ever widening chasm and things are actually starting to fall down. Chris, you and I were having a conversation with with a guy at church where he he's just like, you know, technology isn't working. We used to love technology. It helped us a little bit. And there's still a lot of really great things going on. Did he understand the difference between a meme and a gif? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he does. Probably. Uh, But it's we're getting to the point where it's not working. All of this this connectivity and all of this technology that's supposed to bring our world together and make our world smaller is actually making us feel more isolated and making things more difficult. Um, I, over the past week and weekend, was just trying to do kind of a simple, common, ordinary thing. And by the time uh, we kind of I got to the point where I where what I was hoping to do got done, there was like five different people with seven different phone numbers and two different email addresses and for and and we were miscommunicating. I don't have any idea what you're saying. And so we're I'm talking about how technology is not helping us. No, I know, but when you, your your explanation right there. Yes. Tell us tell us that again. You're doing something and something happened and now you have too many email addresses. I'm just trying to do a transaction basically. Oh, okay. Just a normal everyday something that occurs every day. People okay. something that people just have been doing with people. forever communicating with people. It. And it became so many people and so many numbers and so many emails and text messages that we were literally missing each other. This whole group of people trying to connect. We were missing each other Ah, with all these avenues of wanting to connect. It actually caused us to not connect. And you're trying to connect right now and I'm totally disconnected. Exactly. I see. So things are fractured. And again, new year, we have lots of hope and things are going to be better. And yet we're here. We are. We're on what? The 8th, 9th of January. And you I very quickly realized same old world. Same problems. Mm -hmm. And I got back into God's word. I'm going to wrap it up here now. I got back into God's word and I love the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, Solomon, one of the wisest men to ever live throughout human history. Um, He says there's nothing new under the sun. What has been Mm -hmm. done before um, is going to be done again. And what has been before will be again. It's it's just the same thing, recycling, recycling, recycling. Mm-hmm. So it's the same good that's always been at work in the world. And it's also the same evil that's always been wor- at work in the world. But of course, the Bible does tell us in these in the end days, it's going to intensify, right? Yeah. And I think it's like, that's what I'm seeing, the squabbling and the disconnectedness and the, and the, difficulties and being more isolated. That's exactly what we're seeing. These things, these problems, these issues with the world, they are intensifying, but they're this it's the same evil that's always been at work. So what does the Bible tell us? Fear not. I know that people have heard this a lot, that in throughout the scriptures, 366 times it tells us words to the effect of don't be afraid, take courage. The 366 times. That's one for every day. Plus a bonus. Well, uh, there's you know, Don't, <laughs> don't fear anything. So Amen. I know it seems kind of weird, like it's a new year. 
but it's the same old world. And yet when we get into God's word, there is a comfort there that God really does know what's going on. He's got it all in his hands. And yeah, it's a new year. We're going to face new challenges that we probably didn't face before. But take heart, fear not, be of good courage. Uh, it is a new year. It's the same old world. Nothing's going to nothing's going to take God by surprise. Yeah. So and fear not. Fear yeah. not. Yeah. Fear not. Three hundred and sixty one for every day and one bonus, just in case you miss, right? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So uh let us go to the Bible Idiots deep dive, Chris. Okay. Hopefully you have some stuff. Well, the plan was that by this, we're recording on January 8th, by the way, and the plan was that by today we would have all of our segments, like I'd have Don Keith do the opening for the Granny Rant, we'd have an opening for Bible Idiots, Deep Dive, and all of that. (laughs) Silly, Um, silly boy. (laughs) He texted me, he texted me right, I think it was right at New Year's Day or the day after New Year's Day. Yeah, and he said, where's the scripts? He's waiting (laughs) on us. You know, he's waiting on us. Of and we're just, he is. I, I, uh, I, I just, there's been a lot going on. Yeah. And the church is always my top priority. And so I give Fresh Road what, you know, some margin time that's left over. And so I just haven't gotten to it. Sorry. Um, but you were talking. Excuses. Excuses. <laughs> you were talking in the granny rant about yeah. how it's the same old, same old. Yeah. And so I, world. I, yeah. Always, I always talk about the fact that you have to understand the culture in which some of these things were said so that you can understand what was meant by what was said. And when you go back to like, Jesus says, your sins are forgiven you when he healed the man who, who put his hand out, right? Yes. And so what did that mean? Well, it obviously means he's forgiven his sins, but in that culture, it meant a little bit different. It meant that people felt like you sinned, that's why you had this ailment. Like in John chapter nine with the blind man, you know, who mm-hmm. sinned? You or your mom, you know, you or your parents. Right, blah, right, right, and back right. and forth. So... It's one thing to reject the authority of the Bible entirely, claiming that it is not the inspired Word of God. It is another thing to appeal to the authority of Scripture while at the same time claiming that the biblical writers didn't understand certain aspects of human nature or spiritual truth, which yeah. is what's raging right now across the country. Yep. They didn't really understand what we were trying to say. You know, they didn't understand the homosexual lifestyle being... They didn't understand know, the world today is very different. Yeah, it's not. It's Wrong. The, it's totally different, world. but it's the same. So here's the example <laughs> that I give okay. to people is that I'm going to give you a phrase that I know is going to make a ton of sense to you right now. Okay. But let's just go back 2,000 years to Jesus' time or 3,500 years to David's time or whatever. Yep. And we'll take this phrase in the English language, we'll turn it into Aramaic or Greek or Hebrew, and then see if they can identify what we're trying to say, okay? Okay. And that, the phrase is this, I pulled up to the pump and filled up. Okay. I pulled up to the pump and filled up. Yeah. Everybody's going to know what that means in America. Yeah. But take those words as they are spoken in the English language without having modern culture understanding Take them to the ancient world and have them do a, an, an actual translation of that in their language. What would it mean to them? What, right. What, what would they have an idea about that? Yeah. yeah. The, the answer is they might get it wrong. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. They, but they might get it wrong. But the principle of fueling your transportation <laughs> still applies. watering apply. your camel. Watering your camel, <laughs> feeding your donkey, whatever the case might be. Yeah. It, the principle is, is still the same. there. Right. 
And so that's what I want to talk about as the Bible Idiots Deep Dive is we have to trust God at his word. Right. And then we have to be willing to what we call dig deeper. Yeah. You know, when we laugh louder, dig deeper, live larger in the Lord Jesus Christ, the dig deeper portion is two things. It's prayer and it's Bible study. Mm -hmm. And Bible study isn't just reading the words and committing them to memory, although that's great. It's understanding the intent of God's heart behind it. Yeah. And so this holiday season, we did what we always do, and that is we watch It's a Wonderful Life. Mm -hmm. And that is, in fact, the story of George Bailey, is it not? It is, yeah. Well, I I had a, uh, somebody post an article, and I read it, and I, and I read it twice. And so then I copied it and sent it to you so that you could see it. Many are saying that if you really look at it, um, it's actually a story about his wife, Mary. Mm-hmm. That's really what the story is about. Uh, the movie starts off with Mary praying to God to be with George. Her prayer and others is the catalyst for the angel Clarence being sent to George. Yeah. Mary is the one who sees the beauty of the old broken down house. Mm-hmm. It's full of romance, that old place. <laughs> what does George see? He sees an empty Problems, space. Yeah. <laughs> a sinkhole. <laughs> yeah. A waste of time. Mary sees a space a that pit. can be filled with family love. Yeah. Okay, so that's why George kisses the broken banister knob at at the the end. end. He finally sees what Mary has always saw in the house. So Mary saw it on the day of their wedding. She's the one who transformed the house into the honeymoon suite. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, what happened when they were actually going to go on their honeymoon? She's the one who offered up the two grand for the townspeople. She gave his money away. That's what wives are good for. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Yeah, I, I feel like so. Mr. Okay. Gower, Gower is going to come in here and slap somebody oh, in the ear. Oh, I love Mr. Gower. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, so Mary also <laughs> raised four children, served at the USO. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing is, is at the end of the movie, what happens? Uncle Billy comes in and what does he say? What's Uncle Billy's line when, when he comes in? I don't remember. I don't remember. Mary did it, George. Mary oh, did it. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. have you ever noticed the expression on uh, on her face when he says that? She does. A, I think she shakes her head. Yeah, no. she goes no, yeah. no. Yeah, and then the then the, the last scene in the movie when George is hold, holding uh, Zuzu. Yeah, she's standing above him, like watching over him. Mary is standing above George. George, kind of okay. like she's on a step, a step up ladder. Yeah, or yeah. she's just a step up. When she on was the, decorating the tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So George was a good man, even a great one. He was, after all, the richest man in town. True. But would he have accomplished all that he did without Mary? Absolutely not. See, and and so Mary is in this world quietly going about offering her prayers, works, and suffering, raising their children, paying for their husband, and making them 10 times the man they would have been without them. Yeah. This kind of woman is not celebrated in the falling down world that you're talking True, about. Absolutely. We are bending over backwards to try to honor and esteem women, but we're trying to force the issue instead of the issue itself, just being a strong woman. And in this right. case, not being recognized in It's a Wonderful Life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a story about George, or mm-hmm. is it really a story about Mary? And mm-hmm. so I found that to be very, very unique in this culture where up is down and down is up. And, yeah. and to, you know, to be really nice, you have to capitulate to, to sin everywhere. Uh, and if you stand for anything, you're, you're an abomination nowadays. <laughs> Well, right. we, we can't be that. Right. You yeah. know, even if we lasso the moon and pull it down for you, we can't be that to all people. We have to be in the word, in prayer, honoring what God has called us to do. And 
that's all I have to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's really good, and I never thought about that before, but I I do love how that movie, and I think Frank Capra, the director, was so good at, again, like we talked about before, striking the chords in 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 people's hearts where they can connect with that. They can connect with, I can connect with Mary. Like, I don't, I don't need to be career woman. I don't need, I don't need to be so busy proving that I can do what a man do does that I forget to do what a woman uniquely does. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, that's a really good thought. I'm going to watch that movie. I think with a totally different perspective next time I see it, which will probably be relatively soon here. Well, let me, let <laughs> I'm going to really focus more on her. Let me bring my final thought. in. Okay, let's do it. I said, that's all I have to say about I that. I thought you said that. Yeah, that wasn't true. Yeah. Um, you got me thinking and, and I actually have <laughs> yeah. some stuff here. Uh, Dear Lord, Chris needs you. Please be with Chris. <laughs> What's your final thought? Well, we have so much going on in progressive Christianity right now that's Ugh, hurting the real it's church. It's hurting us, yeah. And part of that is ways we find to divide ourselves, which is what demonic and AI and other things that are leading the world to just try to continue to divide, 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 divide. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? A country divided against itself, a nation divided against itself will surely fall. Exactly. Anything divided against so itself So America fall. is going to fall. That's a given. It's just how does it fall and where do we land when it falls? Mm-hmm. And so... What these people are saying is they're saying that uh, God told us there was a certain way to live, mm. but they base that that is based on the cultural understanding. Right. So we have people that are claiming Christ, who are deconstructing their faith, who are telling us they know more than the biblical writers do. Exactly. And so, you know, one of the things that they give as an example, and I'd like to, uh, you know, address this today. If someone might protest, well, why don't women in your church wear head coverings? As Paul mentioned in 1 Corinthians sure, chapter 11, yeah, yeah. you're guilty of the very thing you accuse us of is what mm-hmm, they say. Mm-hmm. Well, that question's easily answered. In Paul's day, it was customary for a married woman to cover their heads in public, mm-hmm. just like pull up to the pump and fill up. Right. You get right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Whereas girls and unmarried women would not need to follow that practice. It's almost like a wedding ring, right? Right. It identified you. But what about a gathering of Christians in a home where okay. a lot of the churches were at the time in that setting, which was a private one, but it was public in another sense? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. What exactly. would be appropriate? Should the married women cover their heads or not? Paul said that they should cover their heads and that this would be a sign of their submission to their husbands and also indicated that maintaining gender roles was important. Ah, there you go. And the submission to their husbands is what the enemy wants to convince all people, both men and women, yeah. as being false. Right. Well, the reason that I believe that you submit to me is because I love you like Christ loved the church. You know that I'll sacrifice for you, mm-hmm. including letting You've you give our two grand that. honeymoon money away to the <laughs> townspeople. <laughs> and yet you still love me. Yeah, yeah. See, the customs have changed, and so head coverings are not the issues, but the principles remain the same. Right. Gender distinctions are important, and there are established authority structures in the home and in the church. And trying to hold on to these now, we're 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 too old-fashioned, we're out of touch, and all of the things that they claim, but yet at the end of the day, we just want to honor Jesus with love and forgiveness and tenderheartedness right. and all of those things. Yeah, so. exactly. And I've never really understood that rebellion against, you know, just really loving and serving your husband because, like you just said, 
it's a it's a command. It's it's a it's it's instruction for living. But that's not the only instruction for living. You know what I mean? The, the same is true on the other side too. You know, yeah. Dude's got some things he's supposed to be doing too. Yeah. So if you focus on what you're supposed to be doing, um, then you don't have to have any regret or or need of forgiveness or whatever <laughs> from your side of the fence. And here's the thing too. And I and, and I actually see it in this movie that, that you're talking about between Mary and George. Uh, it's a wonderful life. It is a wonderful life. If you can't do that for the person on the earth that supposedly loves you more than anybody else and would give themselves up for you, who will you do it for? I mean, that would just be the epitome of selfishness. Well, like, that's where we are. Yeah, yeah. It's that's there's the no mind. one on earth that I would do that for, and so it it really does. It's we are a look teaching into the selfishness. We are teaching really. it down to kindergarten now. There's yeah. no level of education where we don't push the you are a god and you deserve everything that you want in life, mm-hmm. and your dreams should be what you pursue. Follow your heart, yeah. and everything is about you, you, you. So what happens in reality, in spiritual God-ordained reality, yeah. is that if I want to claim to be a woman today, mm-hmm. you have to play along with me, right? or right. you're blaspheming my godhood, my godhood and you yeah. need to be punished. Yeah, That's where we have gone as a society, and, and that's why... That's why we need to have Granny Rants and Bible Idiots Deep Dives and, <laughs> and you know, we need to, you know, well, it helps do what we're called to do to educate each other and, and share thoughts with each other and struggles and wins and right. losses and all of it. That's what I was just going to say. When we t- start talking to one another about things like that, it you're, you're literally flushing it out. You're literally helping one another coming to come to a deeper understanding of what's going on and how we're supposed to respond to it. So it's really, really good to talk about these things and make sure that the Bible is that point of reference that you keep going back to. That's that foundation that you're going to keep building on rather than trying to find a different foundation that's just going to crumble and fall, basically. Yeah, let me give you an example from the broadcasting world. All right. We just naturally need to keep doing this show, even though the audience is small. Mm-hmm. But you listening right now can make a difference by subscribing wherever you're at with whatever platform you're at. Subscribe to the show and then tell your friends about it. Yeah. And that's the hard ask because none of us tell our friends about anything anymore. Right, right. You know, I mean, unless it's word of mouth, unless you're hanging around doing doing different things. Mm-hmm. But if you subscribe to this show or you drop an email to Emily, E-M-I-L-E-E, at FreshRoadMedia.com, with any comments, questions, or anything about the show, we would be really glad that you did. Um, it would it would just make our day for sure. Okay. And so, uh, going off on that point, are yes. you done? Do you need? To, yeah, okay. I, I was gonna take us out, but uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's your show. <laughs> now I don't know. This what is what to happens do, when you George. take two and a half weeks <laughs> off. <laughs> we're a little rusty, are we? I was yeah. actually going to bring in Mike Shaw because as we were just talking about how kind of that iron sharpens iron where you start fleshing things out and talking things out with one another, I thought, well, he sits here through the whole show All right. watching yeah. us fall down there he is. trip over ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm right. like, why don't we just bring him in now? Yeah, right? I've been listening to the whole show. We're yeah. a little disconnected there, a little bit rusty, and... um 
Uh, what, what, what do you think about what Emily's been talking about? Did you, have you seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life? I love It's a Wonderful okay, Life. Good, I've been good, telling good. people this has to be your Christmas tradition every yeah, year. It is mm-hmm. ours. And then I didn't watch it this year. Oh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I meant to. Though. I mean, but I It's lo- a long movie. It's so, like a three-hour movie. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And it's worth every it minute is. of it. In it fact, is. I know that George's, uh, that Clarence has now restored George's life to reality because it's snowing outside. Ah, oh, see? And that's how I yeah. knew. That's how I knew. Uh, you guys have been waiting for yeah. snow, and we're getting a snow blizzard. You guys who grew up, you guys who grew up in the Midwest, and you see snow out the window, it's normal. I grew up in Oregon. It's supposed to be rain, and then I moved to the Southwest. It's supposed to be sunshine. I yeah. love snow. It's my favorite thing. So yeah, I'm just good. mesmerized by it. But yeah. but what Chris was saying about you know it's Mary's story, it's kind of blowing my mind. Yeah, and <laughs> you never heard that before. I've, no, I've never heard that before. And I was like. <laughs> Wow, he's it, right. True, That's it? amazing. <laughs> That's great. And but your la- you guys, your last point that you were talking about how okay. how society is going against you know um, is going against men being yeah. the leaders of their households. Right. Mm-hmm. We and have to. They have to tear that down. They That's have a crucial to. part. And the, of, it's the, yeah. their war against the patriarchy because men have all the power and blah 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 blah. That, you know, it's Satan talking through them. It's, it is. It's, it's, you know, our fight is not against flesh and blood. True. Here's, it's here's against the thing. that spirit. And, and they're of that same spirit where Satan wants to tear down the family unit because it's the foundation of everything. Yeah, here's it what, really Here's is. what happens. Emily says, look, I like traditional gender roles, yeah. and I, I'll be the president and CEO, and I'll be a female apologist wherever mm-hmm. God will take my voice, and I'll continue to teach. But when she talks about how she loves me in certain ways and how she wants to be my wife in certain ways, there are people that will claim straight up, Emily's just deceived by Chris's toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's toxic masculinity that <laughs> has influenced and, and made these these poor women so deluded, <laughs> who, and so, who made up these so, words, so deceived that they can't see <laughs> that they can be their own guy. In yeah. 1972, when I was in junior high, I never heard of toxic masculinity. Yeah, it was someone made it up. Recently, I have to I think. It, I know, mean, it's. I understand there's machoism that uh, yeah, is that macho, is pathetic. There you go. Right. You know, macho man Randy Savage. How about yeah. punch from chips? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting creeped out. Let's move on here. <laughs> Step into a slim gym. <laughs> there you go. Macho man Randy is. Savage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come How on. would I he know was, this? That was my favorite wrestler of all from time, wrestling. right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even a wrestling fan. I'm not into wrestling. But everybody, all I know when I was in high school, Hulk all the guys Hogan. were into. Yeah. That's the only one I know. Really. Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage. Oh wait Savage. a minute, the yeah. guy from the guy that was the governor of. No, of that's Minnesota. Jesse Ventura. Yeah. 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 That's Wasn't he Jesse a wrestler? Yeah. We're talking about he Macho was. Man Randy Savage. Anyway, I know, but I, I'm, I totally yes, you get points. I'm you get points the ones for that. I know. See, yeah, I get. Yeah, the, do get, I not get a point? You for get it? points. Sure. For that. All right. Yes. <laughs> My wife knows professional wrestling. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> That'll help our and, ministry. Wait, and politics. <laughs> and politics. Both. That's yeah. a two for one. <laughs> no, no. I mean, in high school, everybody was into professional wrestling back then for for a minute, and I've just never been a big fan. Uh, I look at it as the entertainment that it's supposed to. Be and I just I just don't care. But Macho Man Randy Savage was my favorite back in the day. And we were talking about toxic masculinity and machoism being yeah. two different things. Sure. And there there are guys who take it too far and they, and they don't respect their the, the women in their but life. That's they not masculinity. Even their wives.
Sometimes they don't love like Christ loved the church. So right. we're talking about that balance, that gender role, that traditional family value that still should be in play. And yeah. there's people in America that don't want it in play at all. Right. And yeah. that's kind of what we were talking you about. You want to have a good marriage and you want to have good foundation. Take it from me, who has been divorced since 91. But um, So that was supposed to be a joke. You were supposed to laugh there. But um, Yeah, let's, let's yuck it up about divorce, Mike. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks. So I've read Ephesians 5 many times, yes. and that's the formula. Yeah. Right. You know, respect your husband, yeah. husbands love your wives in, sac- in a See, and sacrificial way, and even n- neither one of them is going to be perfect at it. Right. Yeah. And so even if one is not doing it at all, if the yeah. other one does their part, yeah. the other partner will come around. Books have been written about this by, yes. by people who aren't even saved, and that right. principle saves marriage. It mm-hmm. really does. Yeah, it really we've done does. a lot of marriage work. We still want to do more. We want to do a lot of marriage conferences right. and teachings. And Emily, you've done some writings over the years that have just been incredibly impactful. I ponder things, and you then should, I find I can put them down on paper. Yeah. You know, you but, should get back to your monthly blog that has been four months okay, ago. Okay, let's start with letting me say something here. It's a quarterly blog. You were talking a about... quarterly <laughs> blog. <laughs> it might be a biannual, biannual <laughs> one or an annual blog. Hey, don't interrupt her when she's talking, Mike. Uh, Chris, you were... <laughs> I do lose my train of thought. Very easily, very quickly. Yeah. But Chris, you were talking yeah. about um, the strength of Mary in the movie. Yeah. Okay. That That's she so was awesome. a strong woman mm-hmm. in the things that she did. That's what made her strong. Consistent, too. Not, not taking over and doing the things right that George should be doing, but in being that helper to him in the way that she did. But when we move over into the discussion of toxic masculinity, it is kind of a misnomer or an oxymoron because masculinity is just that. It's being strong in your manhood. Being strong in your manhood means that, yes, you are capable of defending and providing, and you are also capable of communicating and loving and encouraging. And so it's not toxic masculinity that is so bad. It's the absence of masculinity. That's what they're really talking about. Not having any masculine. Weak men are dangerous men. It's strong men. It's strong women like Mary, like George. You can even look at George. George was a strong man. There was a lot of denying himself. There was a lot of putting his own desires aside and uh, creating this this life for him and Mary and their family. And his town. And his mm-hmm. town. Yeah, other people. Yeah. And so it is the strength of manhood and the strength of womanhood that builds that solid foundation. And so when we when you when people start using that term toxic masculinity, it's really not toxic masculinity. It's the absence of masculinity. True good right masculinity oh that's a great way to end the segment hey stay with us we got much more coming up here on no apology with emily and chris and we're back after this little 10 second break stay with us Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. 
the place where we can take any conversation and turn it into wrestling with Macho Randy Savage. And apparently during that break, I just got I just got a little talking to <laughs> that I wasn't supposed to do that. Mike Shaw was here to view no, it all. Fine. Mike said it worked. So <laughs> Yeah, it worked. Okay. It, it did work. I'm the studio producer, it. trust me. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to end it before you rhymed macho with nacho and then we were talking about food. Uh, like we usually do. Yeah. We are usually talking about food. You mean like before. nacho libre? <laughs> Tie them two to tie the two together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. You I don't have think no I know the scriptures, idea. but I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. All right. Let's move on. Well, I um, want to hear the Nacho Libre scripture now. What's the Nacho? I don't know. Libre? Mike just said he had That's scripture. just part. That's a quote from the movie. Oh, see, I don't know. Nacho, Nacho says, They don't think I know the scriptures, but I do. Okay. Or something oh. like that. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go okay, ahead. Wait, okay, wait. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Is the camera messed up still? No, we can't okay, go anywhere until I get this. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what was that? That was for Mike with let me say do, it again. Do the do the nacho you ready? one, one, one you ready? more time. Yep. Ready? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh ready? Three, two. They don't think I know the scriptures, but I do. Okay. That's I, I think I say it first, then you say it. Yeah. I don't know. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Correct. Let's get this train back on the track. Should we? I know how we could do it. Let's turn. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, Let's turn to right on way off. That always seems to save the day. I need a sound effect for that. I need an opener for that. We got to produce. We got to start producing real stuff here on this show. When all else fails, we're gonna play a little right on way off. What is right on way off? If you are joining the show for the very first time, I'm gonna throw three statements out there. Mike and Chris are gonna give me their feedback and let me know whether they think these statements are indeed right on. Or way off, and then I'm going to let them know whether they're right on or way off, because I know everything on this show. Yeah, <laughs> it's your show. if you haven't picked up on it, it's Emily's full of toxic masculinity over there. Uh, toxic femininity yeah. is that a is that a thing? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't, I don't know. know. Nothing um, you do is toxic. To do me. I have toxic producer ability? <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. Okay. Uh, you need to just just put that Santa hat back on that you had on the last show, I have and it. you it's, will it's get away the, with everything. It's at the house yeah. with my iPhone, so Aww. don't text me right now. All right. <laughs> You're out of pocket. Right on, way off. Now, here's the good thing. Like I, cho- I kind of want to preface this. I don't uh, know if this is a good idea or not, but uh, we're going to go with it. I chose these statements because I don't know that there really is a definite answer, but I, they're so, they're all so interesting. I just want to talk about them, and I want to get your feedback on them. So we'll start out with the first one. Chris, we'll go to you first. The first statement is, no matter how far you have walked away from God, the return trip is only one step. Is that right on, or is that way off? That's right on. All right. Very good. Why do you and, say that? Well, because uh, Jesus is always there, ready to receive and forgive. Uh-huh. What you don't want to do is get in the habit of getting into habitual sins and then always going back, well, and then partway through the sin, you're like, well, Jesus is going to forgive me anyway. That's right. not how it works. Yeah. Even the book of Hebrews talks against that. But when you are really sliding away from the Lord, and you know it, and it's been a slow, long slide, and it take, it's taken years, and you wake up one day and you realize, I am way away from the Lord, you go to Him in repentance. He is mm-hmm. faithful and just to forgive you of yep. your, all your unrighteousness, and yeah. He will start a good work in you. And that's, I think, the sometimes physical change you see in people's countenance when they yeah. come to know the Lord. True. Even on a rededication. And and I'm I'm one who... 
Um, I'm going to throw baptism in here. If you are baptized <laughs> and you don't ever need to be rebaptized, you really don't. But there are times if you've slidden away from the Lord that doing a, a, a rededication baptism can be a good thing mm-hmm. because that public expression of going down in the water with Jesus' death and coming back up out of the water into new life in him mm-hmm. can be a catalyst stepping stone towards your uh, your growth in the Lord and so, yeah, it is one small step to back to Jesus. That's All right. what I have to say. Mike Shaw, what do you think about that that statement? Do you think it's really great or it's right not on. so much? It's right on. Right on. Yeah, okay. it is. And it, right, in, in the beginning, you said it's not something that you could prove right or wrong. Right. But you can. Just, okay. First John 1, 9. What does it I say? Mean, Chris said it. I mean, yeah. so if you confess your sins, then yep. God is just. Faithful and Faithful just. and yeah. just to yeah. forgive yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Of your sins. And so that is the one step that you take, whether yeah. you're in habitual sin for a long time mm-hmm. or whether you messed up and you need to fess up. That is the one step that keeps your heart tender in your relationship with God. Yeah. When you think about when Jesus was washing the feet of the disciples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Peter, like, uh, first of all, is like, you're not going to wash my feet, Jesus. You're Lord and of all. And then Jesus was like, well, if you don't let me wash your feet, then you have no part of me. And then he's like, give me a whole bath. Yeah. And Jesus is like, no, you don't need a bath. Yeah, Peter, you know. Yeah. You don't need a bath. Just All let or me, nothing, Peter. Just yeah. let me wash your feet. And so the illustration is, you know, when you, when you become a Christian, when you accept Jesus and you get the Holy Spirit as a deposit and you're mm-hmm. going to heaven— that is your bath. You get yeah. baptized. That's the, yeah. you know, you go down, you die to yourself, you come back out, up a new creation, all of yeah. that. So that's the bath. But we walk in this world and we have um, we have our sin nature. True. And so we sin, um, but we don't need a bath. We're already saved. We sometimes need to have our feet washed. First mm-hmm. John 1, 9 it, I am right on. First John one nine it. Yeah, it's All a right. verb. First John one nine is now a verb. Yes. And we can tell people hey, to do that. I can deal with niner. I don't know about nine it. <laughs> Ten four, first John one niner. Uh, Ten four over and out, niner. Breaker. Okay, so I, <laughs> breaker, I, breaker, one niner. You okay. two. Uh, I'm gonna separate huh. you two. All right. I'm gonna what? put a big old wall between What's you two. <laughs> what did I do this time? Actually, I love this statement as well. I think it's right on. But you know what I started thinking of as I as I was kind of dissecting it and digesting it. What? Because I thought about the times where there were people, you know, like the crippled man laying on the on the mat that mm-hmm. couldn't get down to the water mm-hmm. to be washed. Mm-hmm. Or the crippled man that they lowered through the roof of the house to get to Jesus. I mean, there's sometimes where it's like you can't even turn and take a step. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just No, it I don't. Is what do you all mean? It is all the work of God. Oh, right. You, know you can't I mean? turn and step towards the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, you guys are it. like totally right in that when it comes to repentance, repentance literally means to turn, to go, start going in another mm-hmm. direction. So yep. you're absolutely right. I think the statement's absolutely right. But then I also think about just those, in, those situations, those physical situations where you feel like you can't even do that, but you know you want to mm. or you wish you could. God hears those cries. It's a heart relationship. It's a spiritual thing that he, he, even he gives us the ability 
to to do the turning. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that statement. I think it's really good. No matter how far you have walked away from God, the return trip is only one step. And if you are so far away that you are tired and broken down and you feel like you can't even turn and take that step, cry out to Jesus. He hears our could, prayers. Can I add and, on to that? And he will do the work. What? Um, when you were talking about the, the guy at the pool of Bethsaida, you know, <laughs> say that three times Beth fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's a story to that, and maybe somebody's listening to this Christian talk show because some friend said, "Hey, you got to check this out." Yeah, you know, it's real people laughing, joking, having fun, and teaching the Bible at the same time. Um, the the belief system at the time, yeah, was that when the waters would get stirred, and they would get stirred like they thought it was supernatural stirring, but it actually had a lot to do with the cistern and the way the waters were at the time. Okay. It would just generically happen from time to time. Sure. And the belief was the first person to get into the water would get healed. Okay. And Uh and because maybe that happened a couple times. So this guy went there every day. Mm -hmm. He went there every day. How bad is your life? That you go with a with a hope beyond hope that somehow you'll be the first. you'll be the first to be able to crawl over there and dive in the pool, you mm-hmm. know. And here's the other thing: could he even get out of the pool if he got into the pool? Right, so right. There are ma- healed. There yeah. are many people that are holding out hope that yeah. something's going to change in their life, and they know that they're the ones who are preventing the change, uh. and they want to change, but they can't seem to change, and they keep struggling. Well. If friend, if that's you, know that Jesus is waiting for you to take that one step towards him. Mm-hmm. And if you just get in front of Jesus, he will make a way for you mm-hmm. if you will completely humble yourself and repent. And that's the hard part Yeah, is we want it with all these different caveats. We want it with all these different things that we want to bring to the table. And Jesus says, no, just come as you are. Mm-hmm. And and receive that salvation. I so I, I don't know why I just felt like adding that on. Awesome, I love to hear that. Um, the next statement we'll go with Mike first. It says the walk with Jesus is like sometimes being on a roller coaster. It's okay to scream. <laughs> <laughs> that is right on. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, try to keep your hands and arms inside of the you know inside of the ride, but that may not work out either. Um, and sometimes you'll lose your phone when you go upside down. Or oh, did that happen to you? No, not me. Oh, no, okay. but someone else. Yeah, yeah. it, it happened to my happen. dad one time. He took See? us. He took one of the older sisters on. Yeah. Uh, it's called the zipper. Do you remember the zipper yeah. for us at the Rochester oh, yeah. Fair? Yeah. And uh, he had, you know, sunglasses and stuff, all this stuff in his pocket. And he gets off the ride and he's like, my pockets are empty. Yeah. So we spent the next half hour. That's how the carnies made their money. Exactly. Yeah. That's Trying that's, to find all dad's stuff that Yeah, they pay a minimum wage, pockets. but then plus whatever they can the pick tips. up off. Yeah, plus right. the tips. Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> anyway, that's right on. Okay. Um, just read the Psalms. All you have to okay. do is read the Psalms. You know, David's like, Yay! Whoa! Hey! (laughs) And everything in between. That's why I love the Psalms. It's like, God can take it. If whatever you're going through, um, first of all, you know, just be honest with him. Pour out your heart to him. Mm -hmm. He knows, even before you do, better than you do. And life is a roller coaster ride for the saved and for the unsaved. The difference is... We have his instruction book. We have the mind of Christ inside of us, the Holy Spirit. And we have God that, you know, through our relationship with Jesus. When you when you end a prayer with in Jesus' name, yeah. is that some sort of magic <laughs> phrase like abracadabra? No, it's your position in right. Jesus. Yeah. 
that allows you to go to the throne of God with your petitions and yeah. your supplications yep. and your intercessions. Completely dependent on Jesus. Comple- yeah. Yes. Exactly. And so, and so the roller coaster of life is better yeah. when the God of the universe is you know, guiding you and helping yeah. you and you can cry out to him. Yeah, you make a really well. good point because a lot of times we think of, you know, David the king, David the he killed Goliath, whatever, but there was yeah. there was it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Total roller coaster. Well, he gets anointed wanna... king as a as a teenager. Yeah. And then he spends uh, how many years running from Saul? He gets right. almost got pinned to the wall with a spear. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, the javelin catch competition in high school. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, so before you think that life for the rich and the famous is really right, great, yes. it's not any better than yours. Could you so. imagine if they'd have had cameras back then what the reality show would have been like? <laughs> Saul's Castle. We'll be right back. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that that is good. hilarious. That All right. Chris, let's move to you. Uh the walk. With Jesus is like being sometimes on a roller coaster. It's okay to scream. What do you think? I'm right on. Okay. I think of the third day song, Cry Out to Jesus. Okay. And when I think of that song, it kind of reminds me of the whole point of screaming and crying out to Jesus. It's not necessarily so he'll change your circumstances, although that's a lot of the reasons why we cry out to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But it's... You know, in that song, it's really about crying out to Jesus so that he makes you, he comforts you in the middle of this storm without necessarily calming the wind and the waves. They're still beating on the boat, but you have a different perspective on it. So I think that daily it's a scream fest (laughs) (laughs) in this society. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, especially when you're getting old and your body's starting to fall apart, um, which is my story. And (laughs) (laughs) you can speak for yourself. um, but you have limbs flying off the zipper. Now, here's here's the thing. If I don't get enough sleep, my whole body just aches the next day so bad. If I get too much sleep, my body just aches in a different way. So it's like you're going to ache no matter what. So I call the walk to the coffee pot every morning. We have a phrase for that. We do. We now call it the trail of tears. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's part, of, part of what it is. Well, the journey in the Christian life is much similar to that. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for worldly satisfaction in the Christian life, you're, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for spiritual satisfaction where it's well with you, with what's going on, it's still well with you. I've had some issues uh, just in ministry in the last five years um, even in the last year and a half in Iowa, we've had issues where it just bites. It's mm-hmm. just awful, and I want it to be different, and I want to react to it differently than I do in my heart. And then when I cry out to Jesus, he tells me that it's all going to be okay. Right, right. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be okay in a worldly term. It's not, it might not be okay financially. It might not be, you know, it might not be be okay okay. relationally. It might, might not be okay in, in, in many different ways, but in your heart of hearts, as you're walking with Jesus, it is now okay. Yeah. And it's okay because you cried out to Jesus. So right on. Very good. I like that. Yeah, it is totally right on. I immediately thought of the story where the two men go to pray to God and one says, thank you, God, for me not being like all the unwashed heathen around me. <laughs> you know, and the like other, that Republican? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other one... It's beating. publican, not Republican. Oh. <laughs> oh, I must have a different version. I knew what he meant. I know. Uh, and the other one just approached, and his prayer was just beating his ta- his chest. In Save an unworthy say, loser like me. Self-loathing, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, 
God moves. He responds. He he knows what's going on. And I think just that utter coming to the Father in total dependence and knowing that you have nowhere else to go, you're not going to do it in and of yourself. You know, God takes pleasure in that because it really is bringing glory to him, who he is, his power, his uh, omniscience, his omnipotence, his all of that stuff, omniscience. Um, it, it's an acknowledgement of how great he is and how great we are not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay to scream. It's definitely okay to scream. And lastly, uh, here's the last one. We will start with you, Chris. If God can handle your salvation from sin and your eternal destiny, he certainly can help you get through a bad day. Is that right on? Or is that way off? Is he kind of like unconcerned about certain things? All of these What's are the just deal? like low-hanging fruit right-ons. I told you I just want to discuss them. Oh, you know? okay. Remember, you're you're using this as preface? a preface. Okay. Yeah, I want to get. I want to talk about. I'm them. way off. None of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking maybe somebody needs to hear some of these quotes. Now today. it's getting yeah. interesting. <laughs> Now, here we go. Uh, I'm way off. I don't believe anything anymore. Mr. Savage, what have you done with my husband? (laughs) (laughs) Hit me with the question one more time. If God can handle your salvation from sin and your eternal destiny, he certainly can help you get through a bad day. Is that right Absolutely, that's right on. And I I just want to remind people that God holds you in his grip. And Mm -hmm. if you are saved, that verse in James does not apply the way you think it applies. What's the verse in James? It says, draw close to the Lord and he'll draw close to you. So Mm -hmm. we always, and I catch myself saying it all the time. And and I learned this a decade ago and I still find myself falling into the trap of saying, let's draw close to the Lord for such a time as this. Right. No. If you are saved, you are now as close to Jesus as you will ever be. And he holds you in his grip and he's never letting you go. What you want to do is change the phrase about closeness to strength, being stronger in the Lord today and not weaker in the Lord today. And go deeper with the Lord today and not so shallow in your relationship with Jesus. But he's never going to let you go. And you're as close to him as you're ever going to be. And that could be and should be a comforting thought to those who have anxiety because of the fear nots in the Bible, which Emily mentioned during the granny round. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Right on. All right, Mike Shaw, what do you think? Do you need me to read it again or the two times that I read it for Chris? Well, they're all easy right-ons, right? So I'm just right right on. (laughs) (laughs) What what was it? (laughs) We have to hear the question so you can expound Uh, on it. God can handle your salvation from (laughs) sin and your eternal destiny. He certainly can help you get through a bad day. Yeah, that's right on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. And so... Um, you know, what Chris was talking about is also right on, and I don't know if I have a lot to add to it. It's just, does he care about your parking space? Uh, maybe. I mean, he might, especially right, if, you have an, right. uh, if you have a need for a parking space or if or just, you know, to remind you how much he loves you. Yeah. Sometimes he will do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is he concerned about if you lost something? Yeah. You know, Lord, help me find... The thing that I lost. Mm-hmm. In um, Emily's case, Lord, help me find the thing that's in my hand. I don't realize yeah. I'm holding. <laughs> help me remember my phone. Or you know, if yeah. it's yeah, help me remember my phone. Yeah, because I was to say, if it's like me when I when I did have a wife, it's like, honey, yeah. where's the thing that I or, lost? I know, or, or Emily right? looking for her glasses. It's like they're on your <laughs> right, head. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, but you know, God cares about all those little he does. things, and you have to remember too. You know, when you're sleeping. He's singing over you. Mm. Mm. Think about that. 
here's, yeah. you know, like Chris said, you know, we are his forever. The Bible says that he holds us in his hand and nothing can mm-hmm. separate us. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And Paul lists a list. Yeah. But, and he, but he's can fully convinced and I'm fully convinced because he was and he put wrote it down that there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. So, there you go. I um, love that. And that's just something you can always keep in mind when you are having a bad day. Yeah. And some days are worse than others. I know sometimes yeah. people go through really horrible things. Yeah. But just remember, God is with you and he's in you and nothing can change that. Yeah. yeah. I do think we have a tendency, especially as Christians, when it is a little thing, we just think, well, you know, buck up, you know, or... Or God just is in the big scope of things. Does that, you yeah. know what I mean? We we don't necessarily go to God over it. We just, oh, so I'm so stupid. I can't I'll, believe it. Or I'll da, 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 da. do this on my own. It's a little yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But, you know, sometimes the thing that's really going to send us over is not the big things. It's, you know, there's some big things and maybe some middle-sized things, but then there's this one little thing, and it just sends us over. And all of a sudden we can't deal with it anymore. And so I just really think that there's nothing too little for you to pray about, even if it's just, I'm having a rotten day. You can talk to God about it. When you go home, I mean, when Chris, when you walk in the door, one of the first things is, how was your day? You yeah. know, when we get up and we're walking down the trail of tears, it's like, how did you sleep? You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're mundane things, but we want to know. Guess what? God wants to hear from you, too. Not because he doesn't know, but he just wants to hear from you. Let me jump on that, too, and Let's say the way you pray doesn't matter. And I don't mean that like across the board a thousand percent. I mean, you can't you can't just be disrespectful and, and just be a complete loser. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying do not think that you have to be down on your knees with your hands right. folded in the right way and the right approach. And, you know, no, God wants to talk to you the way that you would want to talk to your children. You want them to talk to you in the same way God, God yeah. wants that from you. He wants an honest, straight-up relationship with you. And sometimes that means just being as brutally honest as you possibly can. But then you've got to let the Spirit speak to you. And there's sometimes when I'm praying, it's like the weakest stuff in the world, man. It's like, Lord, bless this person. Lord, uh, may remember, you know, sister so and so and brother so and so. Just like that, with that voice. Bless us this day, Lord. We love you. And, you know, thanks for everything. I mean, you just get into mode, you know, and it's It's true. You know, the the, the, the prayers for food, you know. I I pray over the food. Lord, bless this food to our bodies, you know. It just it becomes white noise. You're right. Thank you, God, for our food. There Help us do the things we should. There is one key. <laughs> what? Didn't you pray that when you were seven? What? Which one was it? <laughs> Thank you, God, for our food. Help us do the things we should. Oh, no, yeah. that was not one of ours. Anyway, Come, ahead. Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let this food to us be blessed. Yeah. That was us. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, rub-a-dub-dub, thank God for the grub. Was it yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, there was a time when early, early in my ministry when I was still in seminary, way back in the early 90s. <laughs> And I was supposed to lead the congregation in the Lord's Prayer, oh, and I totally was... gapped it. My, I went blank. All I could think gone. of was, now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> yeah, he just stood up there. Let us, now... you know, do the Lord's Prayer or whatever. <laughs> and then he just stood there. And the whole congregation is like, 
Uh, They're waiting and, on me. Yeah, and pretty soon he <laughs> finally I just, just, I just had said, to say, yeah. "Somebody start us out." And I, I said, "I said all I can think of is now I lay me." And and Somebody I said that afterwards anyway. Yeah. Well, I I've been embarrassed <laughs> on stage so many times that nothing flaps you. And God yeah. knew knew that I needed to get through that because I would be yeah. the kind of guy when I was younger that would want my hair all perfect and the tie straight and all sure. that stuff was important. That's how we all and, start. And yet, <laughs> the more you get beat up, the more you get throttled yeah. on stage, and the we less end up you going. To Walmart yeah. in our pajamas. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's or right. you're on a live show and things happen because they've yeah. happened before. Yeah, they, and, you're, yeah. and, you're and you're fine. You just roll with it. Exactly. But my point is, is that I want you listening to hear Emily, hear Mike, and hear me tell you that the way you pray, if you're just honest with the Lord yep. and you're just really talking to Him, yep. and you will naturally, the Spirit will naturally give you a reverence. But don't think that there's any kind of posture or you got to walk in a circle or any of this other mumbo or jumbo. Speaking Elizabethan English. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. uh, God can even interpret your groans. It's, yeah. you, know, you know, so, th- yep. so the, the point is to be in a relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Paul says, pray without ceasing. So many times, one of my prayers, many days, and it's been this way for a long time, is. Lord, as I'm thinking these things, please accept them as prayers. And please, you know, reinforce me that as I'm just thinking some of these thoughts that that's actually praying. Mm -hmm. So anyway, don't get caught up in the mumbo jumbo of all of the ways you're supposed to pray. The main thing is be in prayer. Well, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I jumped in. Um, (laughs) Hey, you never apologized to me. (laughs) I'm sorry, Chris. (laughs) There I'm sorry, go. Chris, for all the times I've jumped in. Um, no, just <laughs> <laughs> you jump in on me, and we just have fun. You jump uh, in on Emily. Oh, oh gosh, I'm so I'm sorry, so, hostess her. with the most. <laughs> She's my boss, dude. I sign your paycheck, dude. Boys. That's my boss. Don't. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so it's just a conversation you're having with your father. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. And you can have that conversation because he's with you all yeah. day. You just have that conversation as you go about your day. Yeah. Lord, look at that thing. Yeah. Uh, Lord, help that person. Um, yeah. I mean, just whatever, as things come to mind as you're going through your day. Yeah. That's praying without ceasing because yeah. because that's your dad. He knows you better than you know yourself. He created uh, you. Yeah. So you don't have to have a pretense there. And he's given you the right through his son to come yeah. to the throne of grace, uh, which is amazing. And so, yeah, take advantage of it and just... Spend your day with him. Yeah, awesome. how loved are we that he has opened that to us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's there's times, Chris, like where you and I are doing devotions, or even when I'm alone by myself, and and you start praying and stuff, and or there's something big coming, and it's like I gotta pray about that, and you go to pray, and it's like I have no words, I have no mm-hmm. words for this, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just needing to be in a intentional time of being with God. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to say anything to him. You don't have to be reading the scriptures. You don't have it's just he knows where you are, you know where he is and just being in his presence is sometimes so strengthening. And you almost learn and grow. It's almost like there well, was hear. communication, even though there was no communication. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to quit talking for a little bit to hear. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're just like Mike Shaw, jumping in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep. This is the problem with my relationship yeah. with God. Right? But I mean, go, I'm going to go to God in prayer. You know what? Don't think that you have to have, you don't have to pray the right things. You don't have to have the right list. It's 
just go to God. Yeah. And and the Holy Spirit will lead that conversation. The Holy Spirit will be the one who communicates with your spirit. And sometimes it's just be still and know that I'm God. And that's a really sweet, 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 sweet place to be. Sometimes. Excellent point. So, all right. Uh, I guess before we go, I want to hear Mike Shaw. What is Hi. new with Jesus is coming soon? Jesus is coming soon. So <laughs> um, I, if you go to uh, freshroadmedia.com, mm-hmm. you will see a, a link to a Google calendar that has your daily reading program that will get you through the Old Testament once a year, New Testament twice a year, through the Psalms about once a quarter, maybe more often than that, mm-hmm. and Proverbs once a month. Yeah. And so it is ready to go. Okay, Just good, go to good, good. freshroadmedia.com and then click on Jesus Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. You can find it there. I love nice. it. Love it. What a great way to just you know be in the Word and don't feel like it's a... Here's your homework assignment and no. get it done tonight. No, no, just look at it like here's something I can use right. to keep myself in the Word uh, as much as humanly possible. So I really appreciate the work that you did there, Mike. And I want to encourage our listeners, please go to freshroadmedia.com. Check that out. Okay. Uh, Bible Idiots, Chris, your hmm. teaching platform. Anything yeah. new there? What do you want to what do you want to tell uh, the just, people? Um the uh, Bible Idiots is, I guess, what we're going to keep for my teaching platform. Yeah. And we really need to take more time, I think. And and I think that's part, like, on your intros and stuff, because you do, Emily, you do Are the intros. Are we idiots, idiots for believing the Bible, or would we be idiots not to? Right. We have to kind of set yeah. that stage. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, we just got some feedback from another industry person who was talking to the general manager of uh, Fresh Road Media, uh, and told him that um, loves my teaching, but just can't right. stand the name. And we've heard that for a long time. I mean, the the movie next year will be ten years old. You know, so I mean, it's been a been a minute. Yeah. And so it's not really based on the movie. It's based on the fact that we want to be Bible idiots in the same vein as Paul said, "I'll be a fool for Christ." Right. If you we know? are fools, yeah. we are fools for Christ. So yeah. Part of what my teaching is gonna gonna go to and. At Fresh Encounter Church in Harlan, Iowa, where I preach every Sunday, that's the teachings that go up on that platform. And we're going to try to expand it into some sort of syndication and some other things, so be in prayer for that, if that's what God wants for us, that the messages would be effective, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I really want to focus on people finding their assignment. And your assignment is not annual. Like, everybody's got their word for the year, you know? My word for the year is joy. My word for the year is you know, cupcakes, whatever. Are you making fun of my word? No, <laughs> okay, no, okay. Right, I'm not. I, I have I a word. It. I don't I have my normally, word too. My, okay. my I don't word normally the, have a word, but my I word for the year is discipline. Oh, and, it, okay. and it's helpful. It's yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, is that I want people to find their assignment and it doesn't mean it's for the whole year. Right. It might be assignment for this week. It might be an assignment for this month or this quarter, because no matter what church you go to, they need you to volunteer. They need you to support them in various ways. And your participation is just as much part of your tithes and your offerings. You know, the first fruits of your life can be participation and giving of yourself. And, And I think that's the key. Christians in 2024, we need to be willing, not only as a church body, but also as individuals, as couples, as families, to give more of ourselves away. Mm. And that's what God's calling us to do. And that's what the Bible Idiots platform through the teachings will eventually try to always be there every week as much as possible. I mean, there's some teachings that is going to come that you may you have to look for it, but that's the gist of it. 
Give yourself away. Know your assignment. Your assignment is to serve Jesus. And if you don't think you have an assignment, that's your first assignment. Because everybody who knows Jesus has an assignment. He doesn't save any of us and say, okay, you sit on the bench. Yeah, go enjoy the rest of your life now. No, you're (laughs) saved. You're saved. It's put me in coach. And it's a matter of where do you go? Wait, he's not going to, I'm not going to win the lottery and get to sit on the bench and enjoy? Yeah. Yeah. Suffering for Jesus on the beaches around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and hey, I love I love the fact that God's let me sit on the beaches, so I'm not dissing beaches. No, but if like okay, last point, John Piper in his book "Don't Waste Your Life," a oh, couple, cool. he's 57, she's 52. Mm-hmm. They got incredibly wealthy. They retired to Florida. They bought a skiff and in and, and another little boat, and they spent most of their days collecting seashells. That's what they did, uh-huh. and they were terribly bored after two years. Oh yeah, and so the point was. What if God calls you home? What are you going to stand there and tell him? Lord, look at my seashells. No. If if you've been blessed in that area, sure, take some time on the beach, but get in the game. Stay in the game. He's got an assignment for you. Um, I know some folks that the assignment is simply to be a greeter at the church or to hand out communion or like, Mike, one of your assignments that you have claimed now is yours is to get the donuts every Sunday morning at 730 for our church. I love it. I love it. You you know what's weird is at first I didn't love it. It's Mm -hmm. like... It's like okay, I'll go get the donut. Time to get the donut. And you know what? People you know what? under forty aren't going to get that one. <laughs> so what happened? What happened was, first of all, you you everyone who knows me knows my passion for weather. Yeah. Not just snow, but weather. But it's especially January eighth in Iowa, it's snowing outside. Yeah, it's snowy and Mike can't. Right it's almost like he's distracted by a shiny. I'm object. mesmerized. But <laughs> and so, but it kind of goes into the donut story. So like this coming Sunday, the wind chill is going to be twenty plus zero. Below zero wind chill. Okay. The temperature is going to be like four below zero, and okay. the wind chill is going to be 20 to 30 below zero. Wow. I am excited about that <laughs> because I get to experience it. I know, right? I'm hoping to break my my personal record is 13 below zero actual temperature. Okay. I'm yeah. hoping to break it this year. Okay. And I tell that story in the church, and people are cursing me. I don't understand <laughs> it. And I'm like, no, I'm getting the donuts. Don't curse yeah, well, me. I, I brought you the it's, donuts. It's not like you walk in and get a box of donuts. You got to go in. Yeah. You got to go shopping. You got to yeah, buy juice. Yeah. You got to buy yeah. creamery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a cart full of stuff. Well, when you're pushing that through a foot of snow, I want to hear your response. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear your response. Well, no one's at high V. I can pull right up to the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. perfect. In that case, I can pull it. So, but here's yeah. why it's really great is because I'm also like one of the AV guys. And so I can turn on all the TVs. I can turn on the computer. I can turn on the audio stuff. I can make sure that all everything's yeah. loaded properly. God sent you here to serve. There's no question and about so, that. And so, and so the donuts dovetails into that. And so then by the time people start showing up, we're ready to go. All right. Hey, if you're anywhere yeah. near Harlan, Iowa, and you're listening to this program, know that our church kicks off at 945. At 915, we have a thing called the furnace room. It's uh, just a yeah. classroom where people gather together to pray. Uh, for to create heat for the service, yeah. but we have some of the best donuts, coffee, juice free for everybody, yep. and so come and hang out with us. Come as you are, everybody. You're welcome. Just just be here. Yeah, nine forty five on Sunday mornings on Tarkington Street in Harlan, Iowa. You are needed in the body of Christ. It is called a body for a reason, and we know what it's like when we all of a sudden don't have use of a certain part of our body. It makes it more difficult. It makes life harder. So if you are a Christian, be a part of the body and help make 
that burden a little lighter and there's got to be more workers for that harvest that is coming. So I just want to encourage you to seek the Lord in maybe a deeper, newer, more meaningful way for 2024. Tell your friends, tell your family about FreshRoadMedia.com. No apology with Emily and Chris, and we will be back with you again next week. Thanks for listening.